This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. This is TL Talk Radio, Season 1, Episode 16. Welcome to TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hetton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hetton. Hello, Randy. How are you? Hi, Lynn. I'm pretty good tonight. I'm pretty good. I cannot believe that we've been doing this since the beginning of the school year, and we're at episode 16. Can you remember any of the previous episodes? <laughs> well, I remember a few, that's for sure. I remember a so, few, too. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, Fullen's book, The Six Secrets of Change, and change is something that we've been thinking about as we work with our leaders and teachers to change our teaching and learning environment. In our last couple of podcasts, we've talked about TL 2020 and uh, reevaluating our program and our research study. So really thinking about change and and how we can learn from others as we implement changes in our teaching and learning environment. So in Fullen's book, he talks about you know, six secrets to help us change our environment and, and how we can work with people within our organization. And I think, Randy, some of these we are doing and some of them we have um, we can have some more conversation about and, and talk with our team members about how we might do a better job. But it's it's a book that can maybe bring some ideas to the forefront of our minds. So let's let's hear about some of these ideas and, and maybe we can make some connections as we go through this to some of our own work. Yeah, absolutely. So secret one, he says, is love your employees and, and make your school a firm of endearment where people have a connection to school. They're motivated. They want to come to work. Um, you know, they have a school experience where there's this sense of camaraderie and everybody focuses on our results where we are working with our staff, our students, our community members and our teachers and people want to work together to solve problems and and look for opportunities to share and, and his big picture idea is that satisfied employees are committed to our school and, and our district. I, I can't imagine 
this whole idea of change, you know, if you actually want an organization to continually evolve, if you have people who aren't very happy about what they do or happy to be in the organization, there's no sense of commitment, there's no fulfillment for doing the work because there's no there's no emotional connection to the people that are there or to the purpose of the organization too. So I think certainly as leaders, thinking about how do we structure our work that creates a culture in which people enjoy working with each other and feel valued, feel that their work is valued and feel like they're making a difference. And I think in, in schools, you know, I think we sort of have an easy uh, sort of in to feel valued in the sense that we're working with children and we get to see every day what the dif- what difference that makes. But there's a lot more than just that teacher-student interaction too. It's how we as educators collaborate with each other and how that creates the sense of culture in which uh, we all work together to gain, develop momentum and bring about some of that change that we've talked about in previous episodes and that we talk about daily in our own work. And going along with that, we also have to create conditions for our employees to be successful for, you know, for ourselves to be successful, for our leaders, for our teachers, just like, just like we create conditions for students to be successful. And, you know, just like we scaffold for students, we need to scaffold for teachers. And it reminded me of the book that we're reading with our administrative team right now, um, Never Underestimate Your Teachers by Robin Jackson. So it was something that I was able to connect back to that. And maybe that's a book we can share in a in a future episode. That would be fun. I've enjoyed reading that so far. How about secret two, connect peers with a purpose? So this is really interesting because it connects to our work right now. Uh, Secret two is about how organizations engage peers in purposeful interaction where quality experiences and results are central to the work. And that's a quote directly from, from his book. And we know this, that peer interaction should be positive and it should have purpose. And there's a connection between the work of the peer group and the values of the organization, the individuals and groups. Um, There's information that's shared about the organization and we have assessment of our practices. We ask, you know, for example, in our peer coaching, we ask our peer teachers to work together and talk about instructional practices that are happening in their classroom. Um, We also have strong leadership and and guidance when you're working in peer groups. And I I think a good example of this is our departments where we have our department chairs who are committed and our our middle school liaisons and even our elementary liaisons. So we have all of these, you know, face-to-face engagements with teachers through our supervision model, through our uh, professional development model, where teachers can work together to be positive and have a common purpose. How about... uh some of the work that we did today. Uh, we met this morning with our TLC group. And how do you how do you see the second secret of connecting peers with purpose is reflected in the work of that group? So that's a great example because our TLC group, which we've talked about before, um, if, if those of you who, who maybe have not heard us share that, it's our technicians, our library media teachers, and our um, coaches coming together to talk about how we can move the district forward and what support we can provide for teachers. So today we were talking about um, a potential one book program. We were talking about a potential one sharing 180 days of learning. We were talking about um, planning a professional development for the summer and for May for our teachers who are working in, in an iPad cohort. So we were really working through some um, 
you know, values of the organization and moving the organization forward and solving where we need to be and what we need to do to get there. So assessing what's working for us, where do we need to grow and how can we help everybody get there. So this continuous flow and sharing of information and it's far beyond one person or, you know, one team or one school. It's, it's really district wide. And I think some of the conversations today really focused on this idea of change too, because we're not continually rehashing the same things. We're putting some new ideas out on the table and really asking them to be pretty agile as a group, as a set of peers and move along with that change and help move that change along as well, uh, providing them with some of that purpose that Fullen talks about. So how about secret three, capacity building prevails? So how do we build our teacher leaders, our building leaders, and even ourselves as leaders? And, and this idea of, of working together as clear as peers and you know not being judgmental or critical, using feedback, making sure that we have the right people um, I can remember another administrator always talked about the right people on the bus, but also the right people driving the bus. So this idea of using our people in the best way possible so that we can, you know, get the best people, we can retain the best people, and we can develop this culture that we want to have where we're always thinking about what's working for us, um, what our values and goals are, what we want to do in the future. And um, this this idea of capacity building, we're really seeing it in our buildings. You know, we're seeing it at the district level with our department chairs and our liaisons. Um, we're seeing it in our building leadership teams. For example, we have a middle school leadership team that meets weekly. We also just recently saw the development of lighthouse teams through our leader and me uh, process in our elementary building. So we're definitely seeing our our principals building capacity within our teachers. I think this idea of uh, capacity building is in my first three months here as a superintendent is I think one of the areas that's really sort of opened up to my thinking and become much clearer for me. And the idea that when, when you're sort of the CEO of the organization, you can't do everything and you can't be everywhere. And so you really do have to work with the the people, the other leaders, particularly I'm thinking in my capacity, working with the principals, and get a really clear picture of what their strengths are and, and build their capacity uh, through those strengths. And you begin to see, at least I'm beginning to see, really just how everybody's strengths and the diversity amongst uh, the team uh, really does make the organization what it is and how do I help to build those strengths? How do I um, provide the space for those folks to grow, to be learners and to build the capacity within their own domains uh, that will only strengthen the fabric of the school uh, and the district and, and move us forward? And so that whole idea of learning is comes out in secret four, which is Learning is the work. So this is one we can certainly connect to in our district, you know, with a, a mission statement such as ours, inspire, think, learn, grow together. You know, we are very committed to learning and, you know, we know that we need to be consistent and we know that we can move forward with innovation if we have organized learning. Um, we know we need to use best practices and, you know, effective strategies, not just with our students, but also with our, our teachers and our leaders when 
working through professional learning, um, we know that we have difficult circumstances where we need to be very thoughtful about how we move forward. Um, we use the PA Learn Forward standards for adult learners, and um, you know that's been something that's been really very valuable to to me professionally as I'm working with teachers and and leaders in professional development opportunities. I think we also have to make sure that we're learning in, in context. You know, we want to try to transfer that theory into practical application, and and what does that look like? You know. When we're teaching the SAMR framework with teachers, we're trying to provide specific examples of how they can use this in their classroom and making sure that we have time for you know, that guided practice in addition to the direct instruction, but also some hands-on time to really um, show people that we value this enough to provide time for them to do things. And, and we often have teachers request times to work on specific um, activities. You know, We've spent a lot of time in our elementary buildings working on um, implementing the PA core and, and workshops that our liais- liaisons have offered. And that's a really good example of learning in the context so that we can have this organized learning of the PA core and implementation of, of that. Um, and we, I think we have a lot of examples in our district. One, one area where I'd like to see us grow is, you know, we're so committed to the face-to-face PD and we have our PLCs and we have our summer academy and we have our, our instructional technology cohorts. But how do we help teachers as they develop their personal learning networks and engage in social media to move to move forward and to sort of, you know, as you like to say, get out there on the edge and bring new ideas to all of us? This secret for learning is the work to, to me, um, obviously, not only because we're in the education profession, but there is uh, an urgency and a sense of need for rapid change. And I think that along with learning is the work, one of the things that I always try and make space for is reflection and thinking about what you're doing and what you are learning from what you are doing too. And I think that, you know, I see a lot of schools where, you know, they might say they're a learning organization, but they're just doing a lot of stuff and they're not really providing the time or the space to think about and reflect on that. And I think that, you know, one of the things that comes to mind just from thinking about this secret number four is last week we had an Apple Distinguished Program site visit. And, you know, I know we had the conversation about this was a really good opportunity for our teachers, our principals, and our students to share and showcase their work. Um, So using that as a learning opportunity, but providing the opportunity to reflect and asking the question of what other opportunities do we provide for our teachers, our principals, and our students to share their work? And is there something else that we could be doing? So I think that's an example of how you know, that was an experience, a learning experience, but we also stopped, even if so briefly, to ask questions and reflect on that experience and really make that work a learning opportunity and something that, you know, through that, through that reflection and through the uh, dialogue that resulted from that, help us to move forward and to change and to, to make some improvements in the organization. Secret five, something that I like, transparency. Transparency rules. So tell us what is effective transparency. So Fullen talks about, you know, transparency involving to be open, thinking about results, thinking about our practices that we use to address our problems. And, 
you know, moving forward in school systems, these processes that naturally occur and, you know, transparency is not always easy. We don't always have it in education, but nowadays we know with social media that it's unavoidable. You know, we have these, we've started to embrace it. We're using Twitter. We're making sure that people can see inside our classrooms when they could never you know, see quite that way before. Um, we know that we need to tell our own story, that we are um, engaged in a time in public ed where we need to make sure that we, we're telling our story and we're giving much more to our community than our test scores. You know, we need to use our data as a tool for improvement and, and all of this transparency leads to external accountability because we're putting it out there and we're asking for feedback and, you know, we need to hold ourselves accountable and we need to use that data, both principals and, and teachers and, um, you know, learn from that and also use it to become a better organization. And I think a good example where we've done this and, and you've done this is um, TL2020 and TL 2014, where we have all of this information about um, the implementation of our teaching and learning one-to-one -one initiatives. And it's something that others have come out and have commented on that it's very transparent. All of the documents are there, all of the um, information that we gave to parents, information for our survey data, there's a lot of information there that's very much points to the success and to challenges that we've had as an educational institution during the implementation. In terms of transparency too, I think it may send a chill up some folks' spines uh, because it's a bit scary can be a bit scary because it you really sort of open yourself up for potential criticism and you know certainly in education we uh, oftentimes receive a lot of criticism and so to be even more transparent it's it feels like we oftentimes put ourselves out there and almost sort of like want people <laughs> to start to criticize us about something like there always be, always be some naysayer or somebody that has some negative thing to say about it. And so we tend to, you know, play our cards close and and really think twice. Uh, but I think when, when we're transparency, we really build that credibility and people get to see how things operate and they actually uh, can lead to conversations and people better understand what's happening and why it's happening, most importantly. And I think like the example you gave with our one-to-one -one initiative, I think by being really transparent about what we're doing, uh, the, the successes that we're having, and you know maybe some of the challenges that come with a large initiative like that as well, I think that builds credibility. And people uh, really are a little bit more forgiving then when, when things you know, might go a little bit off plan. Uh, and another example is like the use of social media. A lot of administrators are a bit skeptical because they find it very transparent. I'm putting you know, my ideas out there. Am I gonna say something where people are going to criticize me? And you know, certainly you take that risk, uh, but it also makes us better communicators in that we reflect on and think about more in more detail the kinds of things that we do share and the kinds of trans levels of transparency uh, that we put on that lens uh, to the public of our organization. So while transparency may seem a little bit scary, I think when you invest in it and you think about it and you use it wisely, uh, I think it can be a real benefit and a real strength, uh, especially when we're looking to, to move our organizations forward and to change them, make them different. So we're at secret six, our final secret. 
Systems Learn. So Systems Learn, he kind of just wraps it up here and asks you to really think about those first five secrets and enact them to be very thoughtful about implementing those secrets. Um, he also emphasizes the idea of cultivating a system of leaders, not one leader. So building that shared leadership and the distributed leadership that we've read about and talked about. And you referenced that earlier when you talked about our our building principles um, and our leaders being able to be part, an important part, in working towards visualizing the whole. Um, and our leaders being both confident and humble at the same time. You know, we have a lot of things that go well, and, and we also have things that we can improve on and things that we can reflect on and um, things that we can support each other to do better work. Um, we need to be confident that we have made the best decision, even though sometimes we might, something may go wrong or it may not go the exact way, but we've had these conversations and we've worked out the ideas and using all the information we have, we've determined a course of action and um, we're moving forward as a group with everybody bringing their individual parts. And um, he talks about, you know, really thinking about some questions in terms of cultivating these six, these secret six thinkers or integrative thinkers as he likes to call them. And in ad, as an admin team, I think we need to consider these these ideas. You know, individually, who are we in the world? You know, what are we trying to do? What do we value? What's important to us in our organization? You know, how can I model what I think? And and this is an example using this podcast show that we're trying to model for our, for our peers and for our teammates and trying to learn through the process. And this really helps us reflect on our learning. And you know, finally, what experiences do we want to have so that we can re build our own repertoire of um, skills and, and knowledge and um, sensitivities that will help us be more effective in our in our roles. All right, so that's uh, Fullen's book, The Six Secrets of Change. And or we're gonna wrap up this show with a couple of questions as we do on all of our shows. First of all, how do you implement the six secrets of change, or if not all six of them, certainly some of them. So pick and choose which ones do you use most frequently and how are you implementing them? Second, what challenges and successes have you had during the change process? And can you connect some of those successes and challenges to any one or more of the six secrets of change? You can visit our blog at tltalkradio.org and leave a comment or a voicemail and feel free to use the hashtag tltalkradio on Twitter if you want to talk about this episode or any of the episodes. You can also uh, see show notes and links to resources that we've mentioned in this podcast and access them again on our blog, tltalkradio.org. You can follow us on iTunes. You can also leave a review there. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks, Lynn, for a good conversation around some important topics and ideas around change. And uh, we'll see everybody on the next episode. Have a great night. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? 
You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.